Hello, this is Coach Aaron Saft in the Running is Life podcast. Today's guest is Thomas Brown. Once again, we uh, are going to summarize our races at the Badger 100. This was race number three in Thomas's Grand Slam and race number two for me in my Grand Slam. Um, so Badger 100, for those that don't know, starts in Orangeville, Illinois and finishes in Belleville, Wisconsin. Um, pretty cool. It's a double out and back. So uh, we go out, back, and then out one more time. Uh, it's on a rails trail. We're going to talk all about it. Uh, in this episode, I mention um, my nutrition strategy. Uh, so at the end of this episode, I'll talk more about that. I didn't want to kind of get into that. Well, uh, Thomas was my guest. I wanted to kind of focus on our conversation and not focus too much on myself. So uh, after our conversation, I'll share with you uh, nutrition strategy and everything else that's going on. So uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Thomas, and I'll talk to you after that. Um, welcome back, Thomas Brown. Uh, we're sitting here a few days after we returned from the Midwest, both Illinois and Wisconsin. Thomas got to go back to his homeland. <laughs> How are you feeling a few uh, days after the race? Yeah, feeling pretty good. And yeah, it, it was neat getting back to Illinois, um, no matter what. I mean, that's where I was um, born and raised. So it's 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 always good good to get back home. So uh, for those that don't know, we just did the Badger 100, which is put on by 10 Junk Miles. Um, was kind of a, a last-minute um, effort <laughs> to get this one going. Um, Thomas, you want to talk about how all this came about? <laughs> yeah, um, it's, um, you know, driving up to Vermont 100. Um, I, I mean, I, I thought for sure it was going to get canceled, and I wasn't sure. I, I knew, I just thought it was a matter of when, but, you know, I just had some some wishful thinking i started driving up there and uh got got about halfway and then found out it was going to get canceled um we found out from the uh, grand slam committee um that we'd be able to use any race for uh 2023 um to be your um race um instead of uh, vermont um burning river did not work out and um I wasn't so sure about any other races, races, and then uh, Badger 100 came up, and I was like, Wisconsin. I don't want. I don't want to go to Wisconsin. And then <laughs> I realized, oh wow, the logistics is not that bad. Uh, driving there, uh, 12 to 13 hours, um, and um, yeah, and and then continue on planning from there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Vermont had the state of emergency, yeah. which we knew ahead of time. Um, but we were hoping they could figure out something selfishly, <laughs> but obviously that didn't work out. So, uh, yeah, we had a pivot. Uh, we both had kind of, uh, kind of signed up for burning river, but as you said, that, that didn't work out, um, due to, um, the, the uh, uh, request to be a part of the grand slam. The, uh, the race had to, um, approve our use of that for the grand slam and, and they wanted more of a written formal agreement with, with the grand slam, which was, um, you know, something that's totally up to them, obviously. Uh, but it, you know, as we approached Scotty Coomer with 10 junk miles, he was very amicable and, you know, let us right in, which was really generous because, you know, registration had already closed and here, here we were, what, less yeah. than, less than two weeks, you know, to race day. So that, that was great. Um, and as you said, you know, the, the logistics really weren't too bad to get there. Uh, you ended up flying, um, into Chicago. Yeah, that, I, it's actually, a, I had it in the back of my head and I ended up buying a ticket, uh, the Tuesday before 
And yeah, ended up flying in O'Hare, uh, Chicago, and renting a car and uh, driving uh, less than a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, it's like two hours or less to yeah. to get there. So yeah, logistically, travels were were not bad. We you know driving, we 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 just stopped in Chicago ourselves and spent a little time. Uh, and then drove up. Uh, we stayed in Freeport, Illinois, uh, which was about 15 minutes from the race start. Um, Freeport was an interesting little town of Americana. <laughs> um, you want to describe Freeport? Yeah, uh, town probably had about um, probably had about 22,000 folks living there. I think that's what I saw. Um, I'm from Southern Illinois. This is Northern Illinois. My my first time being there, but it's, it's still <laughs> Illinois. So a lot of things reminded me of back home. Um, but you know, Illinois towns and small cities like that, or big towns, all have a downtown area. Um, um, yeah, uh, for me, it was actually I felt like I was at home a, a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, one thing, and, and then you know, uh, towns like that, they have uh, in Illinois, they have always have nice parks, so it was always nice to see that. And um, the very cool thing that we didn't have when I was growing up was the the um it was a railroad back there not a rails to trail so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was that led into actually i believe that led into freeport too the, the jane adams trail which yep yeah yep yeah so we were uh the course itself was on the the james adams trail and the badger yeah it, what i saw it was like the jane adams trail when it was in illinois yeah uh, i think because she was uh, from chicago and we only area. had a few miles on that yeah. and then it turned into the uh, i think it was the badger trail from yeah there. the badger yeah, yeah the badger yeah. trail once we got into wisconsin um so you know straightforward just rail the trail um we did have uh a detour <laughs> um <laughs> which actually surprised a lot of us to see some hills after being on a rails to trail. Um, you know, it's just that you know, very steady grade. And then all of a sudden we get off and there were some good hills. Uh, yeah. you know, um, that was my favorite part of the race. Was yeah. the hills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, um, we can talk about the course a little bit. Um, it started in Orangeville, uh, Illinois. And, um, it, it was a, um, out to Belleville where the finish was, but then we had a little section that we had to go a little further to what was called Dots Tavern, which is where they had packet pickup. And then we came back to Belleville. Then you had to go all the way back to Orangeville and then all the way back to Belleville for the finish. Um, what did you think about that format? Um, well, I, I was just captivated by the, the thought we're going to have to go downstairs in Dots Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the format, um, I had it back in my head. What I kept on thinking about was um, a couple of years ago, I did Tunnel Hill 100. Mm. So that was the only thing I compared it to. Mm -hmm. Like I had back in my head, it's like, wow, it's going to be a lot of flat and how hard that can be on your on your legs. Right. Um, I like the bat out and back format. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um, I don't always get to do that. So it's nice to see <laughs> things a couple of times, sometimes three times. Um, and then, um, yeah, I've still... Still scratch my head about Dodd's Tavern, but it turned out all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 we can, we can talk about that yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, it was um, you know going there for packet pickup. Um, 
we uh the day before uh packet pickup was in the evening on friday uh race started 6 a.m on saturday uh central time and so uh friday you and i and and my crew we drove and kind of just saw where the the crew stations were which would also be drop bags for you because um, thomas went without crew or, or pacer which we can we can talk about that uh, logistically as well but this crew uh, excuse me this course being what it was it was really set up well for you know we were discussing this before the podcast uh, it was really set up well for you know having crew and, and drop bags and such because it was so accessible um so that was a nice you know part part of it we didn't really have to plan a lot you know due to that so um you want to talk about like what you were doing for for drop bags and how how much you were doing yeah um pr- probably like a few days before the race i i printed out where the aid stations were uh i had to sort of look through there just like oh i'm gonna be going to this place two to three times so I numbered uh, – I just did a chart, and I numbered the drop bags. I was like, okay, I'm going to need four drop bags. I'm going to be seeing this one two to three times. And that's where I came up with my strategy of where I'm going to see this 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 drop bag three times. That's where I'm going to put my shoes or my best shoes, or I'm going to have my lights in this bag. So um, I, I did like that, only having to pack – four drop bags yeah. that was, that's always nice right yeah yeah so um the the stops both uh for crew and drop bags um orangeville was our one of our turnaround points so um the uh kind of the start area was going to be an area for crew and for drop bags then our next stop would be in monroe um which was roughly about 10 miles away yeah. um and then beyond that was a uh, aid station called hollywood <laughs> um i forget the name of the little town there but um it, you know it was just kind of a off the off the beaten path a little bit um and then we would hit uh let's see um we had then uh hollywood then belleville right uh yeah was it i thought there was one more no uh orangeville no you're right orangeville monroe uh yeah dollywood and then belleville four you're right Right. yeah yeah and and then we did the on on the on one portion, we did the out and back to Dots Tavern, but right. that, that wasn't at the end. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so we saw all those kind of the day before, yeah. kind of got the locations, the idea, visualization. Um, Thomas actually got to run a little bit on the, the course today and gave us a little bit of feedback. Um, day before, we were the weather we were kind of looking at, and uh, you want to talk a little bit about what we were facing there? Yeah, I mean, we when we – for packet pickup was at Dots Tavern. We got there – and it was 95 degrees. I remember just having to get something in my drop bag. And I was just sweating, just yeah. opening and closing <laughs> my drop bag. And all I could think was like, wow, I'm glad we're not racing today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> kept on looking at the weather. It's like, it's like, oh, there's going to be some thunderstorms. Something's going on tonight. Yep. And, yeah. It, yeah, we had a big storm that yeah, night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but thankfully, Wins, yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> thankfully race day. Uh, uh, yeah, highs were. Um, I think we got up into mid eighties. Um, yeah, for the high. Yeah. So thankfully, the temperature <laughs> dropped a bit, and then overnight was pretty pleasant. Uh, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought the night time was good. Yeah. yeah, and the humidity wasn't too bad. Um, you know, grateful. And uh, another thing we were worried about was bugs, but uh, I didn't seem to. To encounter too many you know I, th- I thought it could have been a lot worse i know there was one portion for like maybe 10 or 15 minutes like there was a few bugs and we're all like oh no oh no they're gonna come out and then it was nothing <laughs> right yeah right yeah so uh, you know uh, our worst fears were, were belayed by <laughs> you know thankfully uh weather was was pretty decent uh we didn't have any rain uh which was nice 
you know, and, and the bugs weren't too bad. So no. yeah, we, we staved off our worst fears. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we, we picked up our packet at, at Dot's Tavern. Um, in the race description, uh, what you were saying is that we would have to go down uh, stairs into actual Dot's Tavern, which was, um, you know, kind of uh, this, it looked like a house, <laughs> and then you happen to have a tavern in the basement, and it looked like you know, we were going to have to go downstairs to pick up some kind of token to right. recognize that we had been there. But in reality, uh, when we got there, the aid station yeah. was set up outside. Uh, so Yeah, I, I did go downstairs, though. I had to did get you? that. Yeah, just... I had to get that part of the race. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's yeah. So you, you could, uh, the tavern was open <laughs> for those that wanted to partake. Uh, the aid stations uh, all seemed to have a uh, adult beverage. Of, uh, so it, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty comical to see. Um, <laughs> as we got to the various aid stations, they always had a, a really huge handle of uh, fireball. <laughs> it, it seemed to be the uh, the popular drink at aid stations, but uh, I didn't partake in any of that. <laughs> no, neither did I. That's, uh... <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, and then we went out to dinner in, in Freeport. Um, we found a, a nice Italian restaurant, you know, just had our, I uh, no, actually we went to the, um, the, uh, it's just something. <laughs> oh yeah, the place eatery. downtown. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Very. Yeah. Uh... yeah, we had done Italian the night before, and then yeah, we found like a nice little restaurant downtown, and that was that was nice. It was perfect. Yeah, it was almost like a, a farm to table without being called a farm to table. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. restaurant. Yeah, yeah. you know um, this one after everything that we did at Western, you know the, all the big hoopla that that Western entails. Um, this one, I, I I was pretty calm. I don't know. I I didn't. I didn't get nervous. I didn't get stressed. You know, like everything is just kind of took it in stride. Uh, how were you feeling? Yeah. Um, th- the same way um, that I don't know if that helped me or hurt me, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I wasn't, um, I wasn't stressed about it at all. And it's like, I, I slept really well the night before. Um, no issues on that. Um, sometimes I, 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 I miss that. I wish I had a little more adrenaline <laughs> coming into the race in the morning, yeah. but um, that's not always the best thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I, I got, I mean, yeah. I got the wake ups. You know, like, oh my god, we're doing a hundred miles. Yeah. Like, I still got that. But at the same time, I guess the um, the simplicity and logistics of this, I think, put me a little bit more at yeah. ease. You know, this was so accessible i guess is the best word right so i, I kind of felt i you know i had confidence in my crew um we, you know here at badger you could get pacers at mile 38 um which you know that's so early in the race that mm-hmm. that was also really nice for me to look forward to um for yourself um what was the decision you know like you're pretty uh confident without without pacers it seems uh, you know part of it was i just i didn't have time to Find pacers. Find pacers. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't yeah. gonna. I, I had a few other things to worry about, and that's <laughs> just one thing I wasn't gonna worry about. And I, I knew I I could enjoy it without yeah. having a pacer. Just, sure. Yeah. 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 So you know, six a.m. We we got there uh, pretty early. We beat the shuttles, <laughs> which right. was nice because yeah, we, we had first good. dibs on the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know the um, the morning. Uh, you know, we had a. a really brief race meeting he kind of talked about the detours and um you know is uh um he gave us this little bracelet which i had no idea what it meant at first did you see that little white bracelet we got a packet pickup uh yeah i i don't know um i don't know why but i 
I, I carried that in my back. <laughs> I was like, do I need this or not? Uh, so I, 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 I wrapped, um, like a, I brought an ID card and some money, so I, I wrapped that around <laughs> that nice, and put it nice. in my pack. So, uh, yeah. so the, the the bracelet said "Be a train," right? Yeah. And right. Um, and I had no idea. I was like, "Be a train? What is what is this?" Like, you know, I had no idea. So, um, so anyway, "Be a train." You're on the the rails to trail, right. and it was basically there was no course markings, right? Well, very few, unless yeah. there was a turn in which we did a detour or something like that, then there would be cones and flags and stuff. But otherwise what he meant by be a train is just go straight, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the train's not going to make a hard left. So yeah, we, it was be a train, go straight. That was, that was the and solution. It yeah. did. It yeah. did. Yeah. You know, if, if you got to a road crossing, you just look straight across unless again, there was cones or flags or signs that told you otherwise. So yeah. I, I got it after that, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, you know, so when he, when he, when he explained that, uh, you know, that, <laughs> that made more sense. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, uh, the course was really easy to follow. Um, you know, you could kind of shut off your brain, which was kind of nice. You know, it was, it was nice in that regard. Um, he walked us out to, uh, the covered bridge, which, uh, kind of made me cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of yeah. gave us a little bit of that Vermont vibe, yeah. <laughs> which was, which was cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, I was really surprised by how fast some of those runners started. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was, you know, I, I was really taken aback, you know, I was like, wow, they're really going after it. It's going to be interesting. So, um, you know, my, my mindset was like, I'm in this to finish a hundred miles, you know, not to, not to race. And, uh, there was quite a few people that I could tell were, were going a little too hard to start. And there were some, some smart ones that were like, you know, I think I'm going a little hard. I'm going to back off. But, uh, what were the, what was your experience when we started? Yeah. Same. I, there, I started, I started off and you saw me in the front, I was like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't be in the front. And like, okay, I'll just slow it down when I need to. So there was twice uh, I was running um, with somebody where I was really enjoying running with them. We were talking, but I knew I could not keep this pace up. So sure. I was just like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I basically just had to say, i got to slow it down and have a great race. Yeah. Yeah, and that happened to me – like that happened to me twice within the first 10 miles – I still felt like I went a little too fast. Um, it's easy to do yeah. on that flat course, you know, with all the excitement and hubbub right. of everything around us. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just, it, you know, one thing is like uh, there were some really nice folks during yeah. this race. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. talking to people. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Even from the beginning. Yeah. Like, I mean, the first five miles when you're all nervous and you just start talking to people. Yeah. And it was like one of those types of races yeah, where you do sure. that. Yeah. And that's something that the, you know, RD Scotty had, had said is like, you're here to make friends. Like, yeah. you're here to talk to people, like, you know, engage with everybody in the race, which I tried to do as well. Yeah. Uh, what I found was that most people were there because of the podcast and the community that the podcast had, had formed. I don't know if you had the same experience. Yeah, they seemed to. And it, I felt that afterwards, um, you know, I met some people from the the area and they they introduced me to everyone and they all knew Scotty really well and they all, and yeah, it just, it, what a really strong running, just great running community. Yeah. Uh, it, it was interesting, um, because that was one of the first questions that it seemed that most people asked you, do you listen to the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, actually, no, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, um, it's I, I've listened to it at points when I've heard that there was a good guest. I've I've listened to it, but I'm not a you know I don't I'm not a frequenter of yeah. of ten junk miles. But um, 
yeah, it was just so funny because like they all had like nicknames and you know <laughs> um, they'd say, "Oh, I'm such and such," you know, from the podcast, and I was like, "I don't know who you are. I'm sorry." <laughs> like you know, like, I, I apologize. Like you know, I, I have no idea. Um, but you know, it was, it was I didn't want to offend them either, you know, because it was uh, it seemed to mean a lot <laughs> that you know that they listened to the podcast and and they were a part of the podcast, which is you know that's very cool. Uh, you know, more more kudos to them for building community around this, you know. So, but it was funny um that's that's you know uh, like i said most people would would talk about the podcast and and ask if you listen to it so um anyhow um you know it was fun though you know getting to know people um one of the young ladies that took second her name was emily i was with her a lot of the time um i found myself between the second and third place female and that was a race and it was fun to watch but they were focused they were like laser they didn't want to talk they were they were there to race you know and me i was there just you know <laughs> kind of bopping along just like you know ah, oh, whatever you know like this is great I, I just i found my all-day pace you know like i was just settled in found my all-day pace and i just i was cruising you know like I was surprised how much I ran, you know, that was the, you know, I, I thought I'd be taking more walk breaks, but I was really surprised by how much I was able to run. But I, I know you had a different experience. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like I uh, started off, uh, my race comp- comprised of a random marathon and then a power walk the rest, <laughs> some little intermittent, intermittent running. And, you know, and I did that just, I, I was enjoying myself. I was enjoying the just the fast walking. Yeah, and right. <laughs> That's well, you know, out there it was conducive. We had thirty six hours, you know, right. to, yeah. to finish. And I mean, kudos to those that you know did. You know, they that we had the. I think the one finisher was like thirty five hours and forty five minutes. I think yeah. that was the last runner. You know, um, and you know, kudos to the race for recognizing those people for being out there longer. I thought that was cool that they received a larger belt buckle for, for being over 30 hours. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was, um, you know, and take it like on that, that footing and the way that course is, I mean, there, I was, when I was walking, I said I was walking, but, um, I'd be, if I was running and shuttling, I could probably be doing 12 and a half minute, 12, 12 and a half minute miles. Um, when I was walking, I, I was many times, doing 15 minute miles mm-hmm. and i mean continuously yeah and the slowest like so it's between like 15 and 18 minute miles for i would say about 70 miles you wow know. yeah that, i mean and that's cruising you know yeah. like 15 minute miles at a walk is, is there's a couple of times i might have slowed down to a 20 minute mile but i don't sure. think i ever yeah yeah that's yeah. that's incredible yeah i mean i did take some walk breaks uh, especially in the heat of the day when it got hot mm-hmm. you know especially when we were exposed yeah. um i felt that you know like i i could feel like i was like whoo you know like i got dizzy a few times and i'd have to pop some electrolyte tabs and yeah. um and drink some fluids but um you know other than that like i said i was able to keep running um my problems my worst problems arose around mile 90 when we hit uh uh, Hollywood. Um, I had run a section with one of my pacers and we had been moving well. We were consistently right around 1130 to 12 minute miles mm-hmm. by that point in the race. Uh, so from basically 80 to 90 and we just, we ran basically the whole thing. And I was like, wow, I, you know, I'm still feeling really good. Um, and, um, I'll, I'll talk about my, my nutritional strategy at some other mm-hmm. point, but, um, you know, the, the, when I was, I got done, I got to, you know, my next pacer from 90 to 102 was the finish. We had 102 miles in this race. And my hips, 
started really aching and mm-hmm. i think it was just from that steady constant grade mm-hmm. you know and, and running that long i started getting a little kind of stabbing pain in the hamstring and my ankles were starting to get sore i was like oh man you know like i, I hope i'm okay i don't want to get injured you know that was the big thing mm-hmm. so we walked for a while and uh that was that was you know probably the toughest part of my race was like 90 to 96 i kind of I did a walk run, you know, trying to just run when I could, but like my hips were just really achy. We got to that last aid station, um, you know, after the the road detour and four miles to go, all of a sudden my, my legs were okay, you know, and I ran into the finish. Um, but, um, that, that was the toughest part of the race for me was that, you know, those last 10 miles or 12 miles. It's, oh man, I was, I was getting pretty, pretty achy and it wasn't, I never cramped. Um, I never had a cramp. I didn't, my muscles didn't cramp. It's just, I started getting this like deep ache in my joints, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I think that was from the, the consistent grade that we were constantly on and just being in the same locomotion, you know, the same shuffle <laughs> mm-hmm. for that long. Um, any problems that you had? No, uh, not so much problems, but, um, when we hit, I can't remember the A station when we hit mile 48, I just, I thought we had gone further already, and so that was just a hard aspect for me. It was like, wow, I haven't even done half the race I yet. Know. Yeah. And um, at that point, there was someone in front of me. It's like, hey, are you power, are you power walking? And it's like, yeah, I'm power walking. It's like, you want to walk together for a while? And there was like two or three of us that were just really moving out power walking, and then it started going by a little bit faster nice. after that. So Good. that was, that was nice. But yeah. it's just the whole fact is like, wow, this is really. I haven't done half the race I know, yet. I know. That, that was yeah. like, that was, <laughs> that was yeah. a little hard for me. Uh, well, I mean, when we went out to Dot's Tavern and back to Belleville, yeah. you know, we're now uh, we're 38 miles into the race. You know, yeah. we still had to go back out to Orangeville and then back to Belleville. Right. That was tough because, like you said, like it felt like we had been out there like a lot longer mileage-wise. You know, I mean, it was uh, so. Yeah, I mean, mentally. Um, it was, it got a little bit taxing, <laughs> you know, like it was hard. I had to keep telling myself, break it into smaller segments, you know, like break it into the next aid station. Don't think about how much you have to go, but it was hard because you realized what was exactly in front of you. Whereas in like a point to point course or a mm-hmm. loop course, you're not as focused on that because right. it's, you know, yeah. you're, you're focused on the next section of the course. Whereas we had already run every step of what we were going to do <laughs> two more times, you know? So it was, it really was a mental challenge. Um, I, I had to really fight sometimes <laughs> to keep myself focused and, and in the moment, um, as I said, I never really had like a huge mental low, I never really was like, you know, I, I never challenged the fact that I wasn't going to finish. You know, I, I knew right. I had plenty of time and you know, my body was holding up. So um, never got to that point. But it was a mental challenge just to be like, oh, my gosh. like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually had um, – and I don't, I don't think this has ever happened to me in a race. I, I actually almost – I started getting sleepy mm. to the point where I was almost falling asleep while running. Um, that, that's just really never happened to me before in a race. And I, I, uh, you know, I, I tricked it. I just started, um, I mean, there was someone, I was running with somebody that, or, um, running with somebody at that time. I said, Hey, I'm going to just yell at myself for a couple of minutes <laughs> and wake myself up. And, and that worked. Yeah. yeah right on. Yeah. <laughs> right on. I, I, I have just the sleepies, you know, like yeah. as soon as it gets to about 2 a.m. At, yeah. I get the sleepies. That's just every race that happens. And um, I found in this one, if I was walking, 
I would get sleepier. Yeah. If I started running, I'd wake myself up. So like if I started getting sleepy, I, you know, I'd, I'd pick the pace up a little bit and that seemed to wake me back up. Yeah. And I, I think it, this one is like, okay, I could afford to be sleepy, but you know, a lot of races yeah. where you're running by a cliff, you can't, right. you just can't afford to do that. No, it's totally. dangerous. Yep, yeah. Totally. So did you have any caffeine? Um, so, uh, the caffeine just through gels. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did some chews. Yeah. Um, I had the, uh, the power bar chews, the, the Coca-Cola ones. Um, right. and those, those were great. Um, I would pop like maybe four or five and it would, you know, give me enough to, to right. wake me back up. Um, and then later on, um, my pacer had, um, some honey stinger, the okay. uh, cherry yeah. cola ones. And <laughs> those were good. Um, so I'm, I might add those <laughs> into my bag for next time because uh, b- between the power bar ones and the honey stinger ones, it was it was good. <laughs> it, it kept me you know kept me up. Um, we you know I was I was uh, I was doing some coke at the aid stations, but that didn't seem to have too much of a dent of you know of into the uh, the sleepy. Um, but um, it, it, they had just little kind of pixie cups you know like little bathroom mouthwash size you know cups um which you know it's uh i should have had my reusable cup um i brought it with me i just didn't put it on my pack but at least i would have had you know some more to to drink oh right yeah but um yeah because i mean those little pixie cups don't (laughs) don't do much for (laughs) me um but uh you know i never I didn't have any stomach troubles. Um, I know you've got an iron gut. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It, you know, part, and part of it, like I at, at the stops, I do like having those little cups of ginger ale for mm. whatever reason. Ginger is the yeah the thing that eases my stomach. Yeah, have. I had the uh, the ginger chews. Um, yeah, so I had those. Um, but um, but no, I, I, you know, nothing like <laughs> Western states. <Yeah. laughs> I didn't have those problems. Uh, but uh, you know, like I said, I'll I, I'll talk about my nutrition at, at another point. But um, it was. Um, you know, I, I was surprised by, you know, the, uh, the amount that, like I said, I was able to, to run in that race. I, I really didn't think I'd be able to run that much. And I, I was surprised because I, I've run flat marathons where my quads just scream, you know, and that's yeah. obviously uh, on a harder surface at a faster pace, but I didn't have any problems with, you know, my quadriceps or anything like yeah. that. So did you find the same? No, I would shuffle every once in a while just to, ch- it was more about, like when I was power walking really hard, sometimes I'd shuffle and that was just all about changing the muscles up. Yeah. Uh, I found it was so, it was so different though. Like, um, the footing from the trail versus the road, mm-hmm. that road was just to, to me, I loved running. On that road. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the right. asphalt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. So we yeah. had, we had two, um, detours. One was just yeah. to get around a highway and yeah. the other one was because a tunnel was closed. Um, talk about your, your footwear choices. Yeah, so I started out wearing the Asics uh, Nimbus, a uh, very cushy shoe. And then I had a Hoka Challenger and Hoka Speedgoat. Usually um, Hoka Speedgoat is the shoe for me that I use both on trail if I have to use it on roads. It's no problem. So I wore the Nimbus. Um, it seemed to work, but something, I, I don't know, something wasn't quite right. So I changed into the Challenger a little bit earlier just to have a different footwear, change it up, and then change in the Speedgoat. But for whatever reason, I, um, well, I know, I know the reason. I, I changed back into the Nimbus because it's like I knew we are going to be back on that road. And um, I knew I, the Nimbus had a little more space in it than the Speedgoat. My feet were slightly um, swelling. Yeah. 
so that's why I was able to just change back into the Nimbus. Um, it was one of those races where, where do I wear? Do I wear a trail <laughs> shoe or yeah. do I wear a road shoe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah a hybrid. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> road, yeah, like uh, I, I brought the Outroad 2 with me. Right. Uh, I never ended up using it. It squeaks and it drives me insane. Yeah. <laughs> but like, unfortunately, um, so I started with the uh, Topo Cyclone 2 um, and it felt great. But for some reason, it really rubbed my, my pinky toe on my right foot. And I could feel it, um, you know, probably yeah. around 50K was like really getting sore. And so uh, when we got to um, Belleville uh, at mile 38, I was like, let's switch shoes when we get to um, Hollywood, which was about 50 miles, about halfway. So let's let's switch into my Olympus. Yeah. Um, the, my only, uh, you know, kind of remorse was that the the olympus is so much heavier <laughs> yeah. um it's like three ounces heavier than maybe even more than the cyclone um and you know i could feel the difference in weight and that one squeaked <laughs> so <laughs> it was you know uh, it didn't drive me crazy but i'm sure it drove my pacers crazy um but it was just squeaking the whole time that i wore it um but it, it felt good underfoot but like I said, I, I noticed the difference. I would love to find something um, that had the cushion of the Olympus, this, you know, the fit of the Olympus, but the weight of like the Cyclone. You know, it's just right. that that lighter weight. Um, it, you know, I could I could really notice the difference. But it, it, the Olympus served me well for the rest of the race, and you know, my pinky toe was sore because it, it was already kind of blistered. Um, but, um, that, you know, that ended up being the worst thing was my pinky toe. (laughs) So that said, (laughs) if that was the worst that happened to me, I made out pretty well, (laughs) but those were my two pieces of, uh, of footwear. Um, I used, um, the, uh, exo toes to start in, in the cyclone, um, which, you know, surprised me that the, the pinky toe blistered, but I think it was just something on the cut the taper of the shoe that got my toe. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, you know, and I talked about this in the podcast previous or prior to, to racing was that I'd never used it for that long. And that was kind of a question mark. How would they do, you know, after 50 K. Right. So, but you know, the, the Olympus is tried and true for me. So when I switched into those, I switched into dry max cause my feet were just soaked. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, you know, I was sweating pretty, pretty hard during the day. Yeah, uh, and I had some. Uh, I can't remember what what the brand was. Some thinner, non wool socks. Um, they seem to work well. Uh, I did have some of the, the lightweight, um, darn tough socks. So I just switch them back, switch them out. Nah. Uh, I probably switch socks. I probably change socks about three to four times. I always okay. try to pack a pair of one or two pairs of socks with each shoes in the drop bags. Um, one time I didn't even worry about, it. I was, cause I was <laughs> gunning for the best time I ever, <laughs> so I just, I changed shoes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to go ahead and change my socks next time. Yeah. 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 No, it's um, the, 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 uh, um, the dry max held up, yeah. you know, I, I didn't switch out again. So I only switched the footwear and socks once. Uh, it, they did fine, you know? Um, so that's, it, um, <laughs> I, I mean, but like I said, you know, in the heat of the day, um, I did have some problems. Um, I got dizzy a few times, um, but, you know, would pop some electrolytes and just drink a little more fluids and it seemed to help. And I slowed down. I would just do, take a walk break, especially when we were exposed. If we were going through a sun exposed area, I would just slow down or walk. So I, I think, uh, like, 
for, for me, I was um, more than other races. I was very conscious about um, my fluids and taking the uh, salt tablets mm-hmm. um, yeah. on the hour yeah. or or even sometimes. That, yeah. yeah, and that's what I started doing was just yeah. each hour had an electrolyte tab. Um, um, but. Yeah, that. I would say that that was like that's the one thing I was just like very conscious of is like the heat of the day. I was yeah. afraid that yeah. You know, uh, well, yeah. I I chafed this race in in place I'd never chafed before. <laughs> um, had a lot of surprises um, with places that I chafed. Um, so I mean, I was liberally applying the Boudreaux's throughout the day um, in areas like I said I've never experienced chafe before. So um, you know, it it could be. Um, you know, there was there was a number of things. Um, uh, usually, uh, the pack I used, I used the uh, Ultra Spire Revolt. Uh, I've never used it for that long, um, so that may have had some wear points that, like, I'm you know, I'm just not used to. Um, I pulled out an old pair of Patagonia shorts because they're five inch. I'm used to wearing a seven inch. Yeah. Um, but um, the uh, for whatever reason, they had some some you know chafe points, and my normal shirt had some new chafe points. I uh, just. <laughs> It was a lot of surprises that, you know, I just, uh, I guess it's, you know, things that like, I know now it's that, you know, I, I, I haven't worn these things for a hundred miles, you know, and you find these things out and thankfully I had replacements for them. You know, I had shirts to switch into, I had shorts to switch into, I had, you know, aside from the pack cause I was, I stuck with the pack, but, um, yeah, I don't think the pack was as much of a problem as, as seams and the shirts and shorts, but man, man, they just, I was like, man, why am I getting chafed under my arms? I've never, <laughs> I've never chafed there. I started out the race um, with the same shorts and same shirt that I started out both Old Dominion and Western States in because I was like, okay, I know these work. Right. Um, I, I think I heard you talk about this in a previous podcast, and this is something I do too, is I have a, a pair of compression shorts packed mm. in one of the drop bags. I, I put those on. I, I needed those because of the heat rash slash – chafing that i was getting so i went ahead and put those on at probably about mile 60 or 70 nice yeah and i didn't do that in the other two races so that that seemed to work yeah Yeah. i noticed Uh, a a lot of um a lot of spandex (laughs) yeah yeah Um, which you know was smart i did have them with me um i didn't have any chafing per se that was uh, that those would have resolved. Yeah. It, it was more on the external of my leg, the outside of my leg. Yeah. Uh, I was, like I said, I've never, I've had like, <laughs> I've never had problems <laughs> where, where I was getting these like, you know, cuts from like the, the, uh, the liner and stuff. So, I mean, you know, I switched out and I was fine, but it was just bizarre, you know, just bizarre. Like, you, you always experience something different, especially, you know, based on humidity, like California, we didn't really have any humidity. So it was, you know, that, that was you know, something different. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was, um, it was such a, um, interesting race. I, I, I can say that, um, I started off with, uh, just really, uh, appreciation for being there. You know, I really was in a great mental state. I was, uh, you know, just being grateful for, for being in that, that, you know, that race and being where we were, it was beautiful. I mean, obviously it was, you know, just God's country. Like it was, you know, constantly rolling fields of, of corn and, soybeans <laughs> but it was pretty you know the, the sky was gorgeous we had some some beautiful clouds beautiful sky um i was really enjoying our surroundings um it, it, it wasn't until like much later in the day that like it, it became more of a tunnel vision <laughs> and i was focused <laughs> just on the ground ahead of me and moving forward but 
um, you know, I can say that I, I you know, I, I really did start with a lot of, uh, you know, gratuity in my heart. <laughs> it was, it was. It, yeah, it was just like, just as um, welcoming as Scotty was mm-hmm. having us there. I mean, the, the, everyone at the race is very welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, we had, uh, when we got out to Dot's Tavern, we had the little uh, coaster that they gave right. us, the, the token. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know if we needed that to turn in, you know? So when yeah. I, I got back to Belleville, which was the next A station, I was like, what do we do with these coasters? And she's like, oh, it's a silver mirror. Keep it. And I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so I handed it to my crew, you know? I was like, and then uh, uh, when we came through Hollywood the last time, she had a, a bandana for us, which was, was pretty cool. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was some nice stuff along the way, you know, um, some great memories, uh, some, uh, some, obviously some great people. I, I met some, some awesome, awesome people. Um, I wish I had the chance to run with them longer. It's hard in a hundred miler, obviously to maintain the same pace as somebody else and, right. and yeah. run with them for long periods of time. But I did enjoy the conversations that I had. I really, um, made that a point this time, especially since Scotty emphasized that at the pre-race meeting, you know, I really tried to immerse myself in, in the race and thank the volunteers and get to know the runners along the way you know as i said i was kind of with those those two females that went two three mm-hmm. um they didn't want to have those conversations <laughs> <laughs> they were there for a different reason and i understand that and i respect that and i tried to you know not be you know um constantly trying to to talk to them and stuff but it's who i found myself around and it was hard not to because you know i i'm a talker <laughs> but uh but no, I, I, I really enjoyed the experience. Um, I can say that I probably would not go back. <laughs> um, as much as I enjoyed the experience, I think that was a one and done for me. Um, it's, uh, uh, I know people love races like Yeti um, 100 and such, but that format is just not, not my cup of tea. <laughs> um, I'd much rather a point-to-point or a loop course. <laughs> what did you think? Um, I mean, I, I won't go back to the, that um, I, I won't go back up there. It's just a little bit far, far for me. Sure. Um, I, I would like to do Yeti. So I'm not so yeah. discouraged from those types <laughs> of, of courses. Sure. Um, sometimes I get back in my head. I'd like to go back to Tunnel Hill and try mm. to go under 24 hours. Cool. So I still get in my head. I'm okay with those races. <laughs> uh, th- this race is just maybe a little bit too far logistically, yeah, you know, sure. for me to yep. Take yeah. another trip too, yeah. but you, you I, never I've, know. Yeah, I have nothing yeah. against Yeti. I have nothing against Tuttle Hill. I just know it's not my format. It's not yeah. my style of racing. <laughs> Flat is not me. Uh, I am looking forward to Leadville and Wasatch. That's bring me to the mountains. <laughs> like I, that's where I'm. I love. Um, but uh, you know, finishing. Um, it, uh, you had a great um, crowd when you when you finished. You know, there was there was people at the finish line. When I finished, it was like, you know, it's, it's your typical ultra. You come in and, uh, actually it was, um, Scotty's wife that was there Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. and, and maybe like two other volunteers, you know, uh, and my crew of course, but it was, you know, there was, there was nobody there. I, I finished around 5 AM to us. I finished, uh, like 23 hours in one minute. And, oh. uh, yeah, like I said, you know, it was very quiet. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it was fine. I was so glad to, to finish. Um, but, uh, what, what did you experience when you finished? Yeah. I, well, I was originally when I started, I was trying to go under 24 mm-hmm. uh, and that was just because I didn't want to be out there the second day in the sun. Sure. Um, 
<laughs> but there I was <laughs> in the sun again. <laughs> uh, so what I finished, it, it was a decent crowd out there, and people were sticking around. Yeah. And, yeah. And there was multiple races. Yeah. Um, we should say that oh, as well. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was, that was great for me, though, mm-hmm. just to have some other runners out there. Have other runners yeah. out there. Right. Every single runner, I don't care from the lead said good job yeah, for the 100 yeah. milers right. coming by i thought yep. that was really cool yeah. I and mean, even the, the guy leading the marathon he, he was like hey that's cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, saturday they had 100k um didn't seem to have a lot of runners uh, no uh, right yeah um yeah i think the 100k 100k started this like uh, an hour yeah it, yeah, it was because we passed. They started over in Belleville. Okay, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, so they started in Belleville, went so the, out and back. So they had a hundred k. Did they have a fifty miler? I'm not uh, sure. So the fifty miler, I think, started on okay. Sunday. Okay, and they yeah. had a fifty k, a marathon, and a half marathon. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was a lot of yeah. races on Sunday. You know, uh, which um, when I finished, none of them had started yet. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So, that, so it's for, so for me, yeah, there was a lot more people out. That, yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed was, that. Yeah, no, that's great. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, like we were, we passed some hundred k runners um, yeah. on our way into the finish. Yeah. Um, and as you said, everybody, you know, great job, you're doing awesome, yeah. you know, and and you check on them because. Yeah, you know, these are these are the back of the Packers for the hundred K and you know, they're like they were having a, a tough go. Uh, yeah. you know, is is that's the end of their race, you know, and um but um but yeah, that was kinda nice too, you know, having some some other folks out there. Um the nighttime was kinda interesting because you could see headlamps, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you could see where people were around you and um, you know, if somebody was coming up on you. Uh, but uh it, it was uh uh it was cool in that regard because it, it, you never felt alone. You know, you never felt alone. It was, uh, you know, always knew there, there, you know, some folks around. So, um, I, I did, I did enjoy that. Um, but you know, it just, like you said, you know, driving all the way up there and going all the way up there. It's, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we had the opportunity. I'm grateful for my finish. (laughs) I'm grateful we can continue on with the Grand Slam. (laughs) And it it was interesting because, I mean, you look at the elevation gain, it felt like it was less and yeah 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 uh but it was i think they advertised like eight thousand feet Does yeah that something right? like that yeah i never looked i, I didn't uh, look at strava or anything to see do you, did you look to see how uh, I didn't you look got? At, i thought they said six thousand but uh, it, okay. it was just it was like on the course i'll try to bring it up real quick um four to six thousand um but one of the things though i mean after doing western i didn't want to get in my head um that okay because this is a low elevation it's going to be an easier race cause right you could I, I felt like if i did that i could really get in trouble because yeah. there's going to be something else right. that's going to make this a hard race and that was the heat and the and it just being flat made it a hard <laughs> race yeah uh so strava has it at 2021 okay. feet that seemed <laughs> yeah that seemed more yeah yeah, I yeah. think they advertised. Well, when we looked at the course GPX, it was in meters. It said like fourteen hundred meters, okay. which yeah, uh, would be roughly like forty two hundred feet. Which this right. would be, you know, half yeah. of that. So, yeah, two thousand twenty one feet according to to Strava. Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, it says I burned ten thousand five hundred eleven calories. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyhow, yeah. So it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a nice buckle. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I like the cool. buckle. Yeah, um, yeah. And then this is the only race I've been to where they've actually give you the belt. 
too. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that, that was really cool. I was yep. like, wow. That's... Yeah, it, it was <laughs> It was a little nerve-wracking, though, to get that at packet pickup. Oh, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, man, like, My you know. Or large. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and uh, the other part of it, too, is like, uh, well, I hope I earn this buckle. You know oh, what I right, mean? Yeah. It's just like, now, I, you know, I, I got to finish <laughs> so I can use this belt. <laughs> so, but, it, yeah, I mean, like, you know, and we, we signed up late, obviously, so we weren't guaranteed swag, yeah. but they did a great job with the swag. I mean, we got a bucket cap we got socks a shirt uh the belt uh, a patch uh that bracelet i mean uh, the little you know kind of pack that they give you uh so it was they did a really nice job there you know um the um the volunteers were wonderful um they were very into the race very into you and supporting you um you know it's uh they did a great job uh you know and, and scotty had advertised that they're going to have real food at the aid stations um you know not any gels or anything like that um i i, I you know i would say the only thing that i noticed was that it, they didn't have a lot of like whole you know kind of hot food and you know, just something that would be a little bit more fulfilling other than like a, a PB and J, um, some chips, maybe some cookies. Um, uh, you know, I was under the impression that we would have some, some hot food, especially later in the race, but I, I didn't, I didn't come across much. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I was getting by with the grilled cheeses and the, um, the ramen. Gotcha. But Which I, I can't do either. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, folks that know me, they they, <laughs> they see me race. They know there's nothing I love better than a cheeseburger <laughs> on a hundred mile run. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I eat a cheeseburger and I I'm just like I'm yeah. good to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, like I told you, we brought my jet boil and we, we brought some Bubba burgers and some bacon and some ketchup. So I, I had I had my burgers and you know so I was good. Um, you know, I I I learned my lesson from Western States and, and brought this time. So uh yeah, Leadville I hear has a lot more options. I got to look into Leadville. That's obviously up next for me. But uh Thomas has completed race number 3. Um he is 3 down, 1 to go. So he's uh, he's prepping for Wasatch already. Um so how how are you feeling? Uh I Everything, like I walked today on the treadmill, everything's good, just a little bit fatigued. Well, yeah. a, a lot fatigued. <laughs> sure. um, being very careful not to start running until I'm, Yeah. I, I don't want to get injured. Right. That, that's the, the number one thing. Yep. Cannot get injured. Um, not talked about the train, but it's going to be it's a completely different race, so yes. i got to get refocused yep. on that. Yep. Um, one thing exciting is I did buy my tickets to, ah, <laughs> to Salt Lake City. Nice, I gotta uh, do that. <laughs> yeah. I actually bought them the the day I the day after finishing the race. Right on. Yeah, yeah I'll like, probably do it today. Yeah, I, I just I could not move on until. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, I still have race. Leadville, yeah. so it's you know it's like I had yeah. the logistics for Leadville and. We've got Leadville, yeah. and then we're heading to Italy. So, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, so, you know, planning for Wasatch. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about Wasatch beforehand. Yeah. But your, your training, we um, we do have some hiking here to, to yeah. kind of get your legs going again. And then um, next week we start adding in some, some vertical gain. You know, right. that's what we're incorporating um, because – Obviously, we're we're through, and, and it really is what I love. I, I love using poles and and getting yeah. back into the the right going up hills. Yep. I mean that's yeah, you know, that's so, yeah. That's we, one we, of the reasons I moved to Western North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, we'll build his walk <laughs> yeah. volume back up. Uh, so his his hiking will be the biggest piece of it, and incorporate some running, and then you know, kind of the. Um, 
probably I think I think it's three weeks away. We kind of flip it, and his runs get a little bit longer than his walks. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we still have elevation gain goals, um, you know. And uh, but as he said, the the trick is not to get him injured. <laughs> so it's you know if if running's not in the cards, we stick to the hiking. You know, it's it's uh, it's really just our fitness is there. We've got you've got just under six weeks to Wasatch. Um, so he's got some time to recover. Uh, we just got to stay smart, stay vigilant. Um, how's your Achilles holding up? Uh, Achilles is fine. Um, uh, no, um, I felt like it was going to flare up during the race. And it's a lot that's flat. A lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's part of why I, I ended up walking quite a bit because yeah. I knew if I, I just pounded. Yeah. It, it just, Mike, when uh, – what happens is I, I feel like I start running inefficiently instead of using my, um, mm. you know, the the right muscles. I start using the wrong muscles and sure. start using a little too much um, around my calves and Achilles. So, yeah. but I but I could get by with walking. So I, I'm good. No flare up on the Achilles right now, and good. I just need to keep it that way. Yeah. Because I mean, once you get a flare, I mean, it could be like two, right. two or three days to a week. If yeah. not, and if yeah. it gets really bad, you're just <laughs> you got to figure out some type of training until yeah. Yeah, it gets yeah. better. Uh, yeah. the, you know, the fitness is all there. Uh, it's just kind of recovering and maintaining. Right. You know? So yeah. it's just, we can only do too much, yeah. you know, and that's what will get you hurt. So we just got to be, be vigilant, be cautious, you know, <laughs> right. uh, and get you, get you through Wasatch. Let's get you your trophy. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, and it was wonderful, too, because we finished, and um, Stan, who, um, who manages the uh, – uh, is it race100s.com? Uh, I think it's www.run100s.com. Run yeah. yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Run100s.com. I, I, I got to say something about his website. He he lists all the hundreds, and I think when I first started looking at it, there was like 60-some. <laughs> yeah, now no. there's well over 200 yeah, on there. So that's yeah. always neat to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he has a great website. Yeah. So if you're looking for information on 100-milers, uh, his website, which I'll, I'll put in the show notes again, uh, <laughs> great, great resource. And But he reached out to us like almost instantaneously. Oh, yeah, that was so cool. Uh, with yeah. the congratulations. Uh, so so for, you know he's tracking it. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, for really, sure. And, I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he's more into just the recording of this. He's right. not actually, you know, the, the, the director of the Grand Slam. Yeah. Um, but super cool that he, you know, yeah. recognized that. And there was three of us that were up there. Um, Zhang from, um, right. uh, where is Zhang from? Is he from? Uh, Zhang is from California and, um, yeah. And, um, he ran by me in the first couple miles of the race and <laughs> introduced himself. So nice. that was really cool. Yeah. 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 I think he got fifth. Is that Did right? He? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he that's, got fifth overall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was moving really well. So he's got three down. Right, because okay. minor sin he does, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he did Old Dominion, right? He, he was at Old Dominion, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got three yeah. down because he did Western, yeah. um, and so he's got three down. So he's just got Wasatch to go. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. You know, it's 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 neat to to meet some fellow Grand Slammers. I wish uh, we had the opportunity to to meet some others, perhaps. You know, I, obviously at Wasatch, I think they get us all together for a group photo, right, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but. Um, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll figure out the logistics of, uh, of Wasatch. We'll talk about that more, um, as we, we look over the course and, and get ideas for what we're going to do and, and race plan, but you know, we're, we're getting close. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. So congratulations once again. Uh, thanks, Aaron. Uh, congratulations awesome. to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You. You're, yeah. Thank you, man. Um, really enjoyed spending time with you too. We had a great time up there. It was nice to just spend some time, hang out, especially after the race, we got to just chill and go have a meal, relax and talk yeah, about things. There's something 
to be said about being in a smaller town like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. it was intimate. <laughs> some things are just easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was yeah. nice. No waits. Yeah, <laughs> you just got right into restaurants, and <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. So, um, yeah, my daughter was like, "Can we just stay a little bit longer?" <laughs> you know, but uh, my my friend Nathan had to get back. So, um, but I really enjoyed the time up there, Thomas. So, thank you Same and here, congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you to Thomas for, for his time. We got to record live and in person from my house, which was totally cool. Um, kind of talk more. Uh, you know, we, we talked a lot, actually, um, off, off the microphone uh, about you know, our experience and stuff. It was, it was great catching up with Thomas. So thank you, Thomas, for, for coming on board and, uh, and talking once again about um, the Badger 100. Congratulations for your finish. My goodness, I can't believe he has three down. So cool. Um, for myself, I am less than two weeks away. So if you're listening to this, uh, the episode will release on August 3rd. Uh, Leadville is August 19th. So Leadville is coming up quick. Uh, I've got my crew all set. Um, I'm going to work on their, uh, their, their pacing strategies and plans and all that good stuff. So lots of work to do. Uh, it's a quick pivot from Badger to Leadville, obviously, and then an even quicker pivot from Leadville to Wasatch. So I'm going to have to kind of get my, my Wasatch plan together uh, pretty quickly because in between uh, Leadville and Wasatch, uh, my wife and I traveled to Italy for my brother's wedding. <laughs> so um, some, some crazy times up ahead. And uh, cross-country starts for us next week with the middle school kids so um man a lot going on which is awesome so um as i promised i said i would discuss my nutritional strategy um after western states i talked with peter defty at uh, vespa and um i was brought uh, to my attention by my good friend bart smith uh, bart has been a um uh, optimal uh fat utilization um you know kind of um, advocate for, for quite some time. I didn't know much about it. I can't explain Vespa or how it works. Um, I use their ultra concentrate product, uh, which is what uh, Peter turned me on to. He is the founder of, of Vespa. And, um, he told me, you know, uh, do about 45 minutes before, uh, you can drink it right out of the packet and then chase it down with some water, or you can put it in some water and drink it. Um, either way, you know, do about 45 minutes before the race and then about every two hours, uh, you know, do another packet of the concentrate as the race goes on, you know, you can decrease that interval down to hour 45, hour and a half, whatever your body's telling you. But, you know, from, from what he described and what I understand, um, what it's supposed to do is optimize, uh, your, your fat usage while still keeping open your, your availability of carbohydrates. So you can still consume carbohydrates, um, but also have, uh, you know, better fat, um, utilization. So, uh, so with that said, um, you know, uh, my, my pacer, Nathan was suggested we use, uh, the goo gel flasks. So we added some goo roctane into one of my bottles, uh, the drink, as well as some, uh, goo roctane gels in my gel flask. So I, you know, I could have some, some carbohydrate options while I was running, um, you know, about every 40 minutes I would consume a, uh, a little bit of gel. I would just kind of squeeze some out of the gel pouch. Um, that way it was reusable, you know? I didn't have packets to worry about and all that good stuff. My crew would, would refill it. Uh, so yeah, it was, it, it was working well. 
um, every hour, as kind of you know, Thomas and I were talking about, I would take an S cap, um, so electrolyte tab. Um, drinking mostly water. Um, I tr- I tried to get the bottle of Roctane down. I had a 500 meter milliliter flask of uh, Roctane and a 500 milliliter flask of um, water. So I was drinking mostly water. But um, you know, every time I saw my crew, I would switch out a Roctane bottle. So I made sure that, um, and I'd see them roughly every 10 miles. So I made sure that um, in that time, I drank two bottles of water and one flask of um, of Roctane. Uh, so about 1500 milliliters, uh, every 10 miles. And that's not to say that if I hit an aid station in between, I didn't drink or consume, um, fluids while I was there. Um, I would also, you know, get to, especially in the heat of the day, when I got to an aid station, I would have them fill up my water flask. I would chug that and then have them refill it, uh, potentially drinking two at the aid station and then refilling and, and having a third to go. Um, but, um, you know, for the most part, like I said, I was doing, uh, mostly water with, uh, the S cap electrolyte tabs uh, about every hour. I only did one. Um, I, I would crack it open with my teeth, kind of get the contents of the capsule, um, you know, and then kind of just store the capsule to, to throw away later. Um, if you're ingesting the capsules, it takes a while for that to, um, to dissolve in your, your gut. So you're, you're delaying, um, the, uh, uh the benefits of the, uh, the S tab, uh, or the S cap. So you know, like I said, if you if you have a one of those um, with a, a gel cap, crack it open. Um, either pull it apart and and kind of consume the contents, or crack it open with your teeth, like I did, and uh, and get the contents out and then get rid of the capsule. Um, so. So I was doing that. Um, and then, um, as the race went on, uh, I started to, um, go more towards chews. I started using more chews, uh, especially when I got tired. That's something we talked about with the power bar chews, uh, the caffeinated, uh, cola power bar chews, uh, I was using those that you know, kept me awake and such. Um, and one of my favorite gummies is Coca-Cola bottles. Uh, you can see a theme there. <laughs> so, um, my, my daughter was filling up some Ziploc bags with, uh, Coca-Cola bottles and I would just kind of, you know, pop a few every now and again, um, eat some of those, uh, rather than, you know, consuming the gels. Um, and, uh, and then when I, you know, when I feel like I needed a bigger meal, um, I had them cook up, um, a burger bacon and then, uh, you know, I threw some ketchup on top. So, um, I, I stopped in, um, let's see, I, uh, the, the, when we came back from dots tavern. So around mile 38, um, I had a burger and bacon there. That uh, was, you know, kind of early afternoon, just after lunchtime. So, um, had one there. And then when I got back to Orangeville, so around mile 69, 70, um, I, I tried to consume one there. Uh, but I think I tried to eat too fast and I was just having problems getting it down. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I think I was just trying to eat too fast. Um, so, um, but you know, I had another one there, uh, also had some other backup foods that I could have had. I brought some, uh, instant mashed potatoes that I could have used, um, and some other camp food didn't actually get into those. Um, it was amazing, like how much I didn't need, uh, never felt like I was bonking, never felt like I needed to eat. I was never very hungry. Um, and my constant, you know, my energy just stayed consistent constant throughout. Um, you know, Nathan was, was surprised by how much I didn't eat. You know, he was almost alarmed and worried (laughs) that I wasn't eating enough. Um, but like I said, I I didn't feel I needed it. Um, you know, I, I came off the Roctane after, um, after the heat of the day and just stuck to water. Um, you know, my bottle of water, I just drank off of that. Um, I didn't really need the, the S caps once, you know, the temperatures kind of cooled down. So I was just drinking water and, 
kind of moving along, uh, eat my Coke bottles <laughs> and choose every now and again. But, um, I was very surprised by how little, um, you know, gels and carbohydrates I actually needed. Um, I, you know, in Leadville, we're going to go more with the choose. Uh, I will carry that little gel flask as, uh, you know, as a standby, but, um, I think the choose worked extremely well. Uh, it was nice to just be able to pop a few, you know, every now and again, um, knowing how much I was getting the, the problem with the gel flask was that, you know, I don't know how much calories I was getting with the squeeze. Um, so, you know, I, I know a little bit better how much each chew is, uh, so I can control that variable variable a little bit better. So, um, you know, the plan for Leadville, uh, kind of similar to what I was doing at Badger, uh, is just, uh, carry fluids and, um, electrolyte tabs. The fluids are just going to be water. I'm going to go with straight water and electrolyte tabs. Um, uh, so, um, you know, that, that part of it's taken care of. I'm going to stick with the Vespa about every two hours. That seemed to go quite well. Uh, so do a Vespa every two hours and then just carry the chews and about, you know, maybe every 30 to 40 minutes, pop a few chews, um, just depending on what I'm needing. Um, aid stations sound like they're going to be pretty well stocked. So, um, you know, if I want to pick up some real food, I totally can, you know, it's, uh, hopefully I'll have some options there. If not, again, we'll have my backup options. I'm going to bring the jet boil again. Um, so we can, you know, have some, some hot food options just in case we need it. Um, lesson learned from Western States. So that, that was a nice option to have at Badger, um, you know, the availability to cook and have some food that I could look forward to. Um, also did some Snickers bars along the way. I love some Snickers bars. So, um, my daughter had those nice and chilled for me. So, um, you know, I, I'd grab a few Snickers bars, just the, the fun snack size. Uh, they're about, you know, maybe two inches long. Um, I'd, I'd grab like two of those and head out of the aid station, um, and eat those. So, um, I ate quite a few of those. Uh, so, you know, another, another fueling source. Um, but other than that, you know, like I said, it was pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and it seems to really work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not to say that I'm not going to bring options with me to Colorado just in case things don't work. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm very pleased with the result. Very, uh, very happy that I didn't have to consume as much as I usually do. That was pretty crazy. So that was my nutritional. Um, if you got questions, don't hesitate to ask again, I don't understand the science behind it. I, I can't explain that. Um, that would be something to reach out to Peter, um, at uh, a Vespa about. Um, but, um, he's happy to answer questions. Uh, he was amazing. You know, uh, when I finished, I wrote him an email and just thanking him, you know, for all the, the time he spent with me, we, we had multiple phone conversations, multiple email exchanges. Um, and you know, he just kind of told me, here's, here's what you should do. And, um, you know, uh, I emailed him say, Hey, everything seemed to work great. I'm really appreciative. Uh, very happy with the result. And, uh, he called me, uh, he just called my cell and just wanted to kind of check in and talk about things. And he said, Hey, we're going to talk again before Leadville. So, um, very cool. Uh, very, you know, very happy that, um, I met Peter and I've had these uh, exchanges with him. So, um, yeah, like I said, you know, if you, if you're looking for something different, if, uh, you know, you're having some, some stomach GI distress, um, it, it's, it's worth a try. Um, the only other thing that I did when it got hot and I need more electrolytes is I put LMNT in, uh, in my, my water bottle just to have some extra electrolytes. Um, you know, I, I could, like I said, during, you know, my conversation with Thomas is I got pretty hot a few times and, and dizzy and, uh, you know, slowing down definitely helped, but, um, having extra electrolytes also helped. So yeah, putting LMNT in my bottles just for straight electrolytes, cause it has a very high sodium content, um, that seemed to help 
extremely well as well. So um, if you're, you're racing in the heat, um, need some, some electrolytes in your, your fluids, uh, LMNT seems to work pretty well. But, you know, uh, try it beforehand. Uh, it can, you know, obviously anything can cause uh, stomach distress, especially, um, you know, if you haven't tried it. So be careful. Um, experiment beforehand, experiment in your runs, see what works for you. Um, you know, but uh, that's, that's everything I can think of. Um, but again, if you have questions, reach out. I'll answer whatever questions I have. And if I can't answer those questions, I'll direct you my best to, uh, to where you may find those answers. Um, so yeah, so that kind of, that's my summation of, uh, Badger 100. Um, again, you know, Leadville approaches quickly. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited to go. Um, you know, I, I never thought I'd be this excited, um, by the prospect of Leadville, but, uh, you know, returning to the mountains and, and racing in the mountains in uh, Colorado. Um, it really has me excited. Um, so yeah, that, and really looking forward to meeting the others that, uh, that fundraise for the challenge athlete foundation. Um, uh, they've done a great job of, of kind of keeping us abreast of what's going on and where our monies are going, uh, the athletes that it's impacting and what they're up to. So, um, very excited by that. Uh, I can't wait to, to meet those folks. So, um, that's, you know, all things to look forward to. And so we'll be talking more about Leadville as it approaches, as I kind of wrap my brain around, uh, the logistics of Leadville. I've got the, uh, do the participant guide. It sits right at my nightstand. So, uh, I'll be studying that a little bit each night and kind of formulating a plan. Um, as I said, you know, I've got my pacers and crew all set. Um, excited to see my friend, Jeremy Duncan. I haven't seen him in quite a few years. Um, and, uh, he's such a great person. Drew Antonis, who has been on the podcast, he he's out in Colorado right now and will be crewing and pacing as well. And then of course, Nathan, um, you know, one of my great friends, he's, uh, he's coming back out. So, um, appreciate all those guys and look forward to that experience. But as I said, we'll be talking more as the, uh, the time approaches. So, uh, with that, um, I think that's everything that's going on around here. Um, you know, uh, coaching, um, man, you know, shutting, uh, local race here, just opened registration yesterday. And I had a number of people kind of reach out to me about training. Um, you know, it was, it was incredible. The explosion of people that reached out to me about training. So not sure where I'm at with, uh, with athletes at the moment, as I'm, I'm just kind of catching up from <laughs> getting back from Wisconsin. Um, but if you have questions or want to talk about coaching, please reach out, you know, my apologies. If, uh, you know, you hear this and, uh, you know, you reach out and I say, I apologize, you know, I can't accept any athletes at the time, but, um, I, I don't know at the moment. I really have to see where I'm at and kind of figure that out. So don't hesitate to reach out though. If I can, I will certainly help you. Um, I, I really, you know, love being there for people, but if, if I can't, then uh, I may have some suggestions as to who you can reach out to. So, um, you know, Thank you to those that reached out. Um, you know, if you have any uh, topics that you'd like to hear of, just reach out to me. All the contacts are in the show notes. Um, love to answer questions you may have. And again, if I, I don't know, I may find somebody that I can have on the podcast and answer that question. So, um, um, you know, I had a good suggestion from one of my athletes. Um, I'll be uh, I'll be getting into that uh, on another another podcast episode. So we'll, we'll talk more soon. Um, until then though, I uh, hope you have a great summer. I hope you're enjoying your summer. I hope you're enjoying your training. Um, yeah, keep moving forward, my friends and keep running. I'll talk to you next time.